It's 4 o'clock on a Monday and I'm barely conscious, but you know what I'm here to do? Another exciting episode of Taxi TV Live! Woo, baby! This week's starring special guest stars, Mr. Marcus Cohn! And Sherry Marcus Milano! And that's about the longest sentence I can say today because I'm bringing it from the road rally! Yay! Okay, we'll see you next week. <laughs> Welcome to the show. Thank Hello. you, Michael. Good to see you again see for the you, so. 20th time in right. 48 hours. Um, <laughs> ooh, that scared me. I just saw a screen glitch. It's like, no, what's no, going no. on? Um, the road rally is over. We're back, but we are, we meaning me, are brain dead. Um, so anything could happen on today's show. It's going to be an exciting episode. But I'm really happy to have these guys here because... A year ago, I met them at the road. It was a year ago, yes. right? For the first time, and uh, they said, "Just watch us. We're we're gonna, you know, grab this bull by the horns." And they have. And about I don't know a week or so ago, I got an email or saw a post online said, "We have now officially signed over I think it's 305 yep. pieces of music in a single year." And we'll get to that in a few minutes. Um, so. Uh, Oh yeah, that sound you hear is the CPU working overly hard. <laughs> but it's worth it. Every processor going. Um, Polly, not that loud Ooh. yet. Okay. Anyway, um, Hi, so <laughs> yeah, we should whip out Miss Francis's magic mirror and say hello to everybody. Um, <laughs> so, how'd you like the road rally this year? You don't have to be complimentary because you're sitting here in my office on my show. <laughs> Dude, uh, we don't. We don't have to be complimentary, but we. We choose to be complimentary because it, we like to call it the Super Bowl for us, for yeah. musicians, artists, composers, songwriters, producers. That's that's our Super Bowl. This is what we work all year for, and uh, you know we put in a year this year. And this 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 you Super Bowl was uh, was, you know, you stepped the bar up, you guys, the staff. I mean, just smooth sailing the whole way. No, you know, not as smooth as you might think. Actually, well, you guys don't phone, show it, right? I was on the phone with Angel about 45 minutes before you got here, and she was going down the short list of things that went wrong behind mm. the scenes. I was like, really? I had no idea. I was in the ballroom going, yay, everything's going great. <laughs> well, no one no clue. Yeah, no. no, it was just unbelievable. The energy everywhere. I mean, what you put together, that, that intro, I know you like to call it your eulogy, but I mean, I think any member at any given time in their taxi career would be able to go up and give that speech about you, Michael, because the selflessness, the, and I know when I talked to you, you said, well, it's not selflessness, but it is. I know you, you know, you have to eat and you have a family, yeah. but what you do for us is so completely selfless and, and, and we just owe you everything. I mean, I was ready to go out canvassing Michael Laskow for president. I mean, like two weeks into my membership. I would membership. not want that job. <laughs> Uh, Two weeks into my membership, I knew, you know, this was the real deal. And not just from the reputation that I had, you know, known from, from friends and collaborators before that, but just getting into the membership, taking, doing all the stuff you say, the taxi TV, the forums, and then, and then the rally last year just was magic for us, changed our lives completely. It's amazing to me how many people, and I get it, like, you know, there's a guy that owns a company, and he's telling me stuff. And so, because he owns a company, he's probably corporate and evil, and I shouldn't and listen to him. And detached from where we are. Yeah, yeah. And, and you know, it, until you get to know me and get to know the staff and see us doing our thing at the rally, you don't understand that. I mean, yeah, we all like a paycheck as much as anybody does, but uh, it, I don't know if it's so altruistic as we just take our job seriously, yeah. and, and yeah. it, that's all it takes. Is it, there's a lot of people out there in the world that don't take their jobs all that seriously, but I've got to thank 
a gentleman named Mac Emmerman, who is now deceased, but he was the first guy in the industry to give me a job, and he taught me what it, uh, he was the owner and founder of Criteria Studios in Miami. He taught me what it is to be a professional, mm -hmm. and so I've been able to pass that along to mm -hmm. everybody, and that's what you see at the rallies. Yeah. Well, caring, you're caring about the musicians being able to get from point A to point B, which is why it's so cool that it's called taxi. That's yeah. exactly why I named it taxi. <laughs> you're a, is it really? Yeah, that's exactly why. Wow. I literally said point A. My wife, I woke my wife up at 6 a.m. and said, I've got it. I'm going to call it taxi because you get, your, get you from point A to point it's B. Awkward. It's a vehicle. Yeah. My, my boy, Rob Smith, <laughs> who took us all over the world today and brought us here. Thank you, Rob. Um, Yo, Rob. We, we have just, a studio audience of one today. One of our collaborators what, as well. Yeah, amazing, amazing guy, amazing music, and I just appreciate his friendship so much. But we were just talking about that, that it's so appropriate that it's Taxi. And I really didn't know that that's why you called that, but it's a vehicle. Yeah. It's a vehicle. So, I mean, people, not that it's all that much, but people, I've heard people talk about, well, how much has Taxi made you? Right. Well, well, Taxi's not my, first of all, they don't cut my checks, right. um, and they're a vehicle. They got me where I needed to be, and I listened to the boss. He told me what to do. I followed the steps, and it's not rocket science. You say it all the time. If you would just listen to me, you know, if you would just listen to what I'm saying, and you're giving out all the info, you're not holding anything back, you're not like... Oh, you got to cut your teeth a bit first. You'll figure it well, out. Well, some you people know. do. I mean, no, we were but talking you don't about hold that. back from those people. Right. right. Some teachers will hold back until someone is at a certain level. And how are you going to get to that level? I, I wish more people that uh, – we were talking about this before we went on the air today. That There are people who come to the road rally. They hear about the that the networking is off the hook. And they come there with, I'm just going to hang out at the bar and buy beers for everybody I can that looks like they're in the industry. <laughs> and meet collaborators and it's great but they don't realize that doing that when you're at c plus or b yeah. minus level almost it's not almost it does it hurts you because your your connection stops right there with less than wonderful music right. spend a couple of years getting to the point where your music is a minus a or a plus and then that networking pays one off. of the gifts about about taxi is something i learned a long time ago again my dad taught me you get one chance at a first impression. Yeah. And the thing that Taxi does is it gives you a process before you get to that exactly. that point of mm -hmm. being able to present yourself right. and make your impression for the first time. We're through the forums, through the different people you can talk to. You can put stuff up. You get feedback. You submit. You get critiques back. You say, oh, okay, my hooks are just not strong enough. My verses don't hold together. Nobody can tell when I'm in my hook. I need to strengthen that. So this way, when you do get your shot and you get in front of the big boys and they listen to your music, it's right. right. It's ready. Your bar's been set. Because you're competing with the best. And people, you know, I guess maybe it's the immediate gratification mentality yeah. of today. Everybody wants to do that shortcut. You know, they, they want to bypass. They I can't well, blame bypass. them. I understand that, you know, you want to smell you year. out. Yeah, you know, bringing back the Super Bowl and, and like a sports, sports metaphor with it. You you I, you know oh I played high school football I played college football it was right. so good I'm gonna walk out onto the field at the Super Bowl and they're just gonna love what I do and if they I've, don't I'm gonna complain about this. yeah I've said that a thousand times using the football analogies in golf just because you're a really good weekend warrior on a golf course you can't just show up for the PGA Tour. Right. But those guys were in college, they were in high school, and what did they do to get to the NFL? They followed the process. Right. And it, and there is no shortcut with Taxi where, okay, I see what those guys did, you know, us, for instance, or, you know, you know, rock stars like Vanderbilt or Chuck Henry. It's like, all right, I get it. 
Right. I'll just do what they did. But they followed a process yeah, that you laid was, out. He wasn't he laid a, out. He was an abject failure, right, Matt? <laughs> when he first joined Taxi, he wanted to be a country, a, yeah, country yeah. dude. Yeah. And, Pitching the labels and artists. And it's funny because he's not a delusional guy. No. Vanderbilt's got his head screwed on super straight. Oh, yeah. And he's a, a, a thoughtful, you know, well-reasoned guy. But he thought, I'm going to do country music without realizing, I think, that the bar for country songwriting is about as high as it can yeah. get. And, uh, but he did realize pretty quickly that country wasn't going to be his path, and he decided to go instrumental. He adapted and adapted yeah. and yeah. shifted and, and was open, and that's... And here we are, you know, at. five or whatever. Five, a five. sixth year, he's just this about... Sixth year, yeah. and, and the guy walked away from his job as a college professor, and I have no, absolutely zero um, doubt that... You know, by the end of 2018, if not sooner, he'll be over the 100K a year mark. And, you know, how many musicians wouldn't want to be a six-figure musician yeah, doing yeah. something they love? Absolutely. Well, you give us the formula, you That's see. It. And the problem is that people then try to shortcut, 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 shortcut. <laughs> Road rally, burn out. Yeah, Road rally, my teeth fit better this morning. Um, it's that kind of thing where, where here's the formula. Just because it seems may seem from the outside we signed all these songs, it's not because we figured out a way to get around, around the formula yeah. and how to maneuver around this. It's because we worked it and we worked it, we worked it, we wrung it out. You know, Adapted, shifted, listened to the comments. Because we trust that you know better than we do in this particular, and that this well, is what you do, this is not what we so do. So you set up a building of people that could so help us get there. We brought I'm what we do too. To, the, to your formula. And, and kept fine-tuning it, fine-tuning it. That's what the first year was And for. we made an agreement all right. in. And all in was not all in. That's submit right. every piece of music to every listing, which we did. We went through um, that. You know, we went through <laughs> that, absolutely. And that, we, we, call not, that, we call that new member writers. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. it happens. Well, and you know what, Michael? We had some success with it. So it wasn't like we were flopping, but it was but still don't, completely don't the wrong way to do it. Absolutely the wrong way to do it. Right. And, and, and just... It didn't pan out the way it could have, and it shouldn't have. But it got us. To, it, it helped the understanding, and the all-in was listings, taxi TV, taxi forums, taxi road rally, and we will do all of those things with our 100% of our everything. And then if it doesn't work out, we can say, okay, we gave it our absolute all, and it just didn't pan out. But it's like going yeah. to a course on tax lien investing or something, you know. And some exactly. people go. I, I know people that <laughs> have done like first trustee stuff. Uh, I've got a friend that, that at the age of probably 32 years old is worth three million dollars because he's been investing in tax. Um, what do you call them? Not tax liens. Um, first trustees. Um, and you know, he had a successful small business uh, and then took that money, invested. Well. Other people are, are, are flops at doing that. Why? Because he was persistent and just kept sticking with it and learning mm -hmm. and talking to everybody he could, read every book about it, and within 18 months he was starting to make money at it. And here we are a few years later and the guy literally has three and a half million dollars in the bank. And, and works far fewer hours than I do. And mm -hmm. you know who you are. He was actually at the road rally. That's cool. Um, so let me go to some of my notes. Yeah. Um, so this was your second road rally. Yes. Correct. So what did you, how, when you walked into the first road rally, you were probably like Why most I, people. Yeah, just yeah. going, holy crap. It, like somebody yeah. said the other day, it's like trying to drink from a fire hose, which it probably is. Yeah. How did this year's experience differ now that you had a year to go, okay, I've got the lay of the land under my belt. Um, what did you do differently this year? Or what did you... A lot of the nerves were out the window. Um, you were nervous last year? 
Yeah. Well, really? You know, well, just coming into the new thing. You know never, I've never been to L.A. You know, we knew a bunch we of people from the forums, but I had no idea what it was going to feel like, what the process was like, what the panels were like, what the listening sessions were like. So just just not knowing what to expect, not necessarily nervous that it was going to be, a, you know, a flop. Just nervous <laughs> that it was like, man, look at this and the bar and it's overwhelming. But uh, this year was he good. means the bar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, that bar. Yeah. 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 We're not talking about this bar. We're talking no, about that just bar. Just <laughs> overwhelming. And and but then you know going through it, it's it's a you know they said it about you. You put together a. a that thing, that building, there's something that happens in there that just doesn't happen anywhere else, and uh, you can't explain it. And this year, we just we, our goal was more about cementing relationships, the people, the, the publishers, and the and the libraries that have been really, really looking out for us. Get a meeting with them face to face, show the appreciation <laughs> yeah. for 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 the people that uh, we're working yeah. with. You guys did an A plus job last year of um, cementing relationships with your collaborators. Yeah, thank you. I didn't know you very well then, but. Looking at the photographs after the rally, I get you know probably two or three thousand photos. We're like Waldo. Every yeah, picture. Yeah, every and picture. Every picture. <laughs> and you're with the right people. Yeah, that's cool. In every well, picture. Well, you know what, Michael? I will say something that we did that I would advise anyone who goes to a rally, whether it's your first one or or whether it's your twentieth. We really did our homework because you uh, here at the taxi office put together a wonderfully uh, vast program. And you get that out to us before the rally. So Which is a did, miracle. Right. I don't know how you Research, man. I don't know how you you can't be everywhere at once. <laughs> Impossible. But what, what we did was we really worked that thing. Mm -hmm. And we looked up the... It's not like we... You can't get to them and go, well, which class should I go to? You know to? what I choose? What do you think I choose, I choose now? So what we did was then we went on LinkedIn and looked up people so Pictures. that we could see what they look like. Mm -hmm. Right. So that if we were schmoozing mm -hmm. around in the hotel, we would say, oh, that's so-and-so. Yeah, right. He's going into that's the men's room. Let's stand at the urinal. Stand right next to him and put our hand on his back. I thought that was a little weird, Sherry, that you were standing at the urinal. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, I, know we're, I know we're all about... Giving your back massage. What do they call the... You know, the international signs on the door now. It's got the lady in the skirt, the guy in the pants, and then next to it is the uh, the, the mixed gender thing. But really, I was surprised to see it. <laughs> well, you know, it's nasty. Right. Very progressive of you. Anyway, I was joking. But we, <laughs> it was actually me. I was we really worked it so that even though we, we didn't know anyone, we knew who we were looking for. Right. We came with a plan. Right. And we came with a, with a program of our, our own. When we went to the mentor lunches, mm -hmm. we went. He went this way, I went that way, so that we would get all different mentors and be able to take different notes and submit our material to different people, as you get to do with the mentor lunches with whomever you're sitting. So, uh, and we did it again this year. So uh, I've noticed a lot of people walking around with their right. And, and yeah, where are you going? That Who's schedule goes out that early, one? so you can figure out where you need to be because there's there's there are places that aren't for you. You don't need to be yeah. in that class. And that's or that know, as much as I, I think that people should ask other people, you know, where are you going? What do you think might be good for me? A lot of times they'll just tag along. Right. They'll with follow you to your class. And that's, yeah. But it might not be right for them. Exactly. So you really yeah. do have to build up your own agenda before you walk in the door, which I think was yeah. incredibly and smart of the two of you to do. You cover so many things. Too know. much, actually. <laughs> it, it, it really is. What we need. But you yeah. can't. The road rally isn't a one-shot deal where you come one year. I mean, yes, you can you get, get, get tremendous stuff in one year, but it does require a second and third year so that you can cover a lot of stuff. Yeah, absolutely. Um, were there any high points in particular for you guys at this year's rally? Uh, any classes or panels or anything that you saw that where the teachers were 
stupendous room. I had a great time in the in uh, Rob Chiarelli and Ron's uh, production class right. where they brought in two special guests. Uh, I was able to take a lot from that. Uh, Who were the special guests this year? Um, his name was Emil uh, Gantos and uh, uh, Dave Pagani, I think his name was. Uh, Greg Pagani, I'm sorry. Oh, okay. And uh, just uh, really seasoned producers and uh, just people asking yes. questions. And mm-hmm. even though I'm like a almost 20-year engineer, it's just one of those things where to get any kind of little tidbit of information like that to make you that much better it was it, it was just priceless and to get to talk to those guys at the end and how approachable everybody is yeah. so i'm laughing because you said you're a 20-year engineer almost. do you know this I know. morning i was like leaving the hotel and somebody walked up to me and said oh i see you've got marcus and cherry on the show tonight and he said yeah they said how old is that dude and i said I'm, I'm guessing early 30s maybe and they were like he looks like he's 12, 13, maybe 19. That's why I don't shave. <laughs> yeah, that's Because then you'd never so, yeah. And I said, no, I think he's been engineering for longer than you think he's been alive, so I'm yeah. pretty sure he's older than that. So. Yeah, yeah. Um, totally. Shirelli, you know, it's funny. Uh, we're talking about Rob Shirelli, who, who's yeah. a, a dear, dear, dear friend of mine. Uh, he and his family live, I think, four or five houses away from us, and, oh. and we spend holidays together. I've known him. 33 years or something. I actually um, engineered and produced with Shelley or Cher, Shirelli, sorry, Rodelli, mm-hmm. um, when he was probably, I don't know, 19, 20, 21 years mm-hmm. old. Um, and he would he was such a pain in the ass. Oh, he's like, why, why did you? What? No, I just, I said, I didn't even look up in a while. Oh, I thought it went blank. It scares <laughs> me. Um, he Every little move, if I moved a fader an eighth of an inch, why'd you do that? If I moved an equalizer one click, why'd you do that? And then three years later, he moved out here. Now look at him, 100 gold and platinum records under his belt. Yeah. Just an amazing career. And, but the neat thing about him is he loves teaching. Yeah, it's like tell. his favorite day of the year when he's at the road rally teaching that class. I mean, the guy's working with amazing people right now. I think he's a little mad that I mentioned who he's currently I saw that. <laughs> yeah. it, it made it into the bio. I know yeah. he signed an NDA that he's not supposed to talk about. Any, that well, he didn't. You did. Right. <laughs> I know, but all I did was mention the name of who he's working yeah, right. with. I knew that he's not allowed to talk about the that. He won't right. even tell me, you know, in confidence what he's doing. That's a dream right there. That's, we'll be out to dinner true. and he'll go. Oh, crap, he, you know, he'll get a text that there's like, he needs to fix a mix and he'll have to leave dinner and go mm. to the studio and work on it right That's the perfect example of the latter, though. That's like, yeah. there's there's so many people at different stages that you can yeah. emulate or that you can, you know, that ladder, like where you've got guys, you know, above us like Vanderbo and then above that like Chuck Henry and then it just goes up yeah, to guys right. like Chiarelli, Matt, you know, those guys right. that any level that, you, you know, you can... Because I know where, yeah, I, Matt was a big inspiration to me, and I know he always said that, you know, Chuck is a big inspiration to him. And you asked, you know, what what's something that we had coming in to, to do this year. I wanted to pay it forward the way guys like Matt did it for me. Right. Because he's taken me to, introducing me to people and, you know, the, the VIP parties and right. things like that. And, and, and you know, this year was about that for me. I, um, Mark Himley, a good, good friend of mine, excellent, excellent producer. It was my goal to get to do for him what Matt was doing for me last year. I think Himley was the last person I saw when I was leaving. And, and before we even before we even uh, parted ways last night at the bar, he goes, "I'm already paying it for it. I'm so yeah. appreciative of what you're doing that I've already found someone who's not on the forums, convinced them to get on the forums because I got deals on the forums, and it's just you're." It's you let, have to. Let the forum is a funny subject because everybody's so geared toward Facebook. But I was just, he said thank you. I was shouting him out, Mark's on there. Oh, uh, okay. Yeah, I've Yo, Himley. 
Um, you know, people don't spend much time on forums anymore, yeah. and, and it's sad because anything that goes up on Facebook is very ephemeral. It's here now and then kind of gone, and even if you go back and try and find something, it's just impossible, whereas the forum is like this living, breathing document that just keeps getting better. It's mm. like um, compound interest, you know, you yeah. put, put $100 yeah. in the bank and it keeps compounding over time. Well, the forum is that way. A subject comes up, people add to it and elaborate. Um, and then it, it'll lay fallow sometimes for a year or oh, two or three. Yeah, and then somebody mm -hmm. else learns something yeah. new, and then they add to it. And it is you've got the new ex you've got the new members and the experienced members yeah. all all giving their stories, it's and that helps. Such a resource so and, and, and so available at whatever mm -hmm. level. You're yeah. talking about Rob Shirelli, who you know people were just like, "Can I do an autograph?" You know, to right. someone at that right. level will sit with you for an hour. Right? Yep. We'll, we'll sit people in cl in some of the uh, classes, stay the driver's under. ed yeah. courses that were going on, um, that will stay after and say, listen, I don't know if you guys didn't, don't have anywhere to go. I'll stay with you and play some more songs, yeah. and we'll go over it and critique yeah, them. Yeah, Rob was telling us Michael and Lloyd did that, that you had to call him on the phone and say, where are you at? Yeah, Michael Lloyd. <laughs> yeah, 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 I, I spoke to I'm Michael sorry, I'm listening to members' music, and I can't yeah. stop. I, Michael Lloyd has, again, what 100 guy. gold and platinum yeah. records, oh, um, and, and he called me this morning just to tell me how much he enjoyed being at the rally. Obviously, I'm thrilled that he was there. Uh, and he did. He stayed for probably two more hours yeah. after his class was over yeah. just to keep listening to people. Mm -hmm. how do, and how do you yeah, do that? How do you? How do you? Is it just because these are your friends and these are guys that you know personally? But how do you en end up with these people that all seem to have that energy? You know, there's like it's not like you can go. Well, you know, some of the panels were good, but that guy was a real jerk, and I don't know why Michael has him there. It just doesn't seem to be. Many that of them are my vibe. friends. Uh, generally speaking. The guys that are there year after year after year are people that I'm friends with, and I pick my friends very carefully. Yeah. Um, and they're just they're built that way. You got I friend think. screeners. That's what you got. You got friend <laughs> but screeners. That's why they're my friends because they're giving people. It's not like I taught them how to be yeah, givers. Right. They're yeah. just born that way. You know? right. That's great. Well, it was wonderful to meet a lot of them. That's I for will sure. say oh, we yeah. appreciate everything. I, Every I, class that was scheduled, it was just so perfect. You know, I met the guy, uh, Jay Walker, Rhymecology. Shout out to Jay Walker. I've I never mean, met the dude. What a genius. Oh, and, and and everybody and, says he's great. He's Jilly Moon's husband. Yes, Moon. and I, we, uh, we made really good friends with, with, with those two. And I'll be I'll be doing music with him probably for the yeah. rest of my life now because what a just great guy. What a hip-hop genius. And out to help and share what he's learned. He's worked with some really incredible people and just eager to share. And the funny thing that was cool about that is it wasn't rappers or hip hop people going to his class. Interesting. It was songwriters because traditionally, ra oh, first of all, there's not many of us there. You know, Owen Shame, shout out Owen and and myself and a few others that are really consider themselves you know hip hop heads. But the people that were going to his class were songwriters that want to rhyme better. Yeah. He wasn't saying this is how to rap. This is how to rhyme better. This is how to make choices. He said something within the first few. He was mentor lunch. That's how I met him first. I sat next to him at mentor lunch and okay. I saw him on the schedule and I really just wanted to beeline to him because, you know, just... And there's a guy that comes back every year. I don't know him, but the first time, Jilly Moon called me up and said, you know me, and right. hopefully you know that I wouldn't gamble my relationship with That's you right. by recommending my husband. I said, it is your husband. I know that you're going to, you know, be yeah. a little bit... A little biased. Yeah, yeah, yeah and uh, oh, so, so, so I, so I said, yeah. okay, let, you know, let's have him come, and I got such strong feedback that first year that even mm. I've, I don't think, maybe I've met him in an elevator, like, thanks, oh, you're the guy, My, you know, I'm out, but, um, yeah, really cool, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but that's the thing, is that even that, you just got people coming that 
want to learn. You didn't have a, you know. Just... We don't let people come back and teach. We call the herd every year. We eliminate people that try to sell products. You know, we'll let, we, what, we, what I tell them is at the end of your thing, if you want to say, look, I wrote a book, mm -hmm. you know, um, here's a copy of it, or I teach a course, here's some business cards, yeah. that's okay. But, I mean, there's somebody who used to be at the rally that was senior vice president of a major publishing company for 20 years, and that person would just spend the entire class plugging mm -hmm. their course. Yeah. And uh, I had to make the hard phone call. Yeah, and, yeah. and, and, and basically kiss yeah, that relationship. That's the tease I'm talking about. Where oh, you yeah. could you can get this, but pay for the course. This yeah. is the teaser. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, yeah, I don't like that. I mean, yeah. I get you know, but there's etiquette. Right. Um, okay, so the 800 pound elephant in the room mm. is that you guys are, are uh, mother and son, and that's <laughs> unusual. You know, I mean. Look, I, I, I thought I was a sister. <laughs> <laughs> I loved my mom, uh, but I can't imagine working with her all the time. And I think it's great that you guys do, and they're, you're a generation apart, yet you're very much in sync mm. on a musical level. So mm -hmm. what are the inner workings of your relationship? Sherry, how is it? Um, I, I, well, first of all, I know that you had a career of your own probably before Marcus was born, and then after uh, you did a lot of advertising stuff, right? Yeah, I was an artist. I started, you know, I was like 17 in New York City, yeah. playing guitar in little clubs, Café Wall, places like that, and, uh, you know, then got in a band and then started traveling and did the usual artist thing. Uh, and then I got married, and uh, when I was pregnant with Marcus, uh, it was well... I don't think I can go on the road anymore. They weren't exactly hiring pregnant women to be on stage. It wasn't a thing then. Little did you know. <laughs> Who knew? Demi Moore was going to be right. on the cover of a But uh, while I was doing, I, I, I ended up doing a jingle company because it seemed logical to me. I was inspired to do that. It wasn't so much an intellectual decision as an inspiration that this is a way I can write, still be a songwriter. and discipline myself to live in 60-second, 30-second compartments and still write songs. Did you have any formal training in jingleese versus song? No, I never had any musical training in anything. So um, literally what she said, any I write songs, lessons. I can write them shorter. Yeah, Okay. it was just sort of a shift in, in thinking. And instead of talking right, about... You still had to learn things like, you know, bringing in a 29-5 ring out and all. Well, yeah, I, I mean, learned that as I, yeah, I learned, yeah, okay. I learned so Like when you delivered something that was 30 seconds long but had a 3-second ring and out. And then <laughs> heard it on the radio. Right. And and it yeah, so he kind of grew up in the recording studio, bouncing around his little walker, you know, while I was recording <laughs> jingles, and, and he was playing is. with the studio yeah, dog, I shout out to Dudley, walker. rest in peace, Dudley. <laughs> who? The uh, studio, studio dog, dog. Dudley, oh. who he would play with in his walker, and uh, so he'd hear these jingles all over and over again being recorded. And then two weeks later, we'd be in the park, going to the supermarket, he'd be in his car seat, and he'd come on the radio, and he'd be, oh, mama, 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 So he kind of, it's in him, and his brother as well, Ethan, I hope you're watching, love you. She's not uh, the typical mother. Us. It's not the typical no. mother-son relationship. She's, she's, you know, very nice. close and friends, and, 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 you know, she's a rebel and a hippie and just, you know, is, you mentioned Ethan, yeah. and I've seen pictures of the three of you. Yeah. I've never met Ethan, and you yeah. said that he's kind of like out of the band for the moment, as it were, but coming back soon. Yeah, he's, he's more an yeah. artist. Yeah, so he's been playing on cruise ships. Yeah, he's okay. been all over the place, a million countries, and uh, working his thing. Yeah, he's much more artist mentality. I, I try to wrangle him into do cues, and he just 
he wants every progression he plays to be something he's never played before and not sound like anything else. So I can't stifle his creativity. <clears throat> but he does play guitar for us uh, a lot, and Same. he's just a genius. He's, so a, he's how, a prodigy guitar player. How did you go from being the the queen of jingles? In, was it Philly or Jersey or, or New York? It was the tri-state area. Okay. Uh, I was based out of Atlantic City, did a lot of casino oh, work and uh, cars, you know, dealers and what? restaurants. And, what time period are we talking? Seventies or eighties? This was in. This is the eighties through through the mid nineties. He oh, was born okay. in eighty three. Wow, so. I've got zits that are older than you are. <laughs> wow, <laughs> there's one right now. <laughs> but we decided he kind of had such a been, little boy. We went went through the you know the the sort of breakup not really breakup but you know where he was doing his thing and yeah. the last thing on his mind would ever be to work with well, his mother I, and I went into college to try to learn but he uh, so so you know you, everybody goes through that period where you think your parents are very corny and it's very nice everything you did mom but like I'm doing my thing yeah as soon as they hit 13 years old but you become I, the dumbest person they ever knew I was still know. kind of present for all that when he was doing you know slam poetry and always encouraging him to write, begging him to sing, uh, and, and you know, we were always very, very She let me leave school, is what close. I was going to say. This woman, yeah, I had a full scholarship to college, yeah. and I went, like, for two days now. I was there almost a year. I was doing really well, but I was so stifled months. and so frustrated, and uh, I really wanted to build my studio. I went to college to learn how to do it better, and I was coming home and doing it. So I brought it to her. I said, look, I, I don't, I can't do this. I have to just start my business. And she actually got me on a sick leave so that I could keep my scholarship as long as possible. But she she knew that there was she let him follow his dream. This is where it's going to take him. Yeah. So how did you guys come back together artistically? What was the, the pivotal you. moment? Yeah, we we I was running my studio. It, it was uh, just about 15 years. I was running my studio, and I was completely focused in that building up artists and 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 really getting better. And what had happened is she had started to stray away from the music business. Uh, through the marketing she was, stuff. It started, doors were well, opening for her. you were a political her. consultant yeah, as well, well, right? Yeah, that's what happened from getting very into the marketing because the jingle company became a full-fledged advertising agency, kind of. And I started doing a lot of voiceover work for other businesses. Then they were hiring me to, to write slogan lines and come up with campaigns, mm. you know, ideas for campaigns. And I got very into that end of it and more out of the music. If I had time, I'd sit and try to write a song, mm -hmm. but... It, it pulled me out of the daily music stuff, and it was kind of fun because I got to see I, I was good at other things too, but um, something was missing, and he kept encouraging me. I mean, I really got into it big. I got into political campaigns and, um, you know, a lot of different things that pretty high levels that's not important to talk about but, <laughs> but uh well con contextually kept... it is because you had another life yeah. yes i did i had right. an entirely she other ran life for judge she ran years. for magisterial I ran for judge i ran for office i lost by eight votes <laughs> wow i'm so glad Thank i did because i wouldn't be here now yeah, right and i um so just went through different explorations i mean i feel like i'm still growing up and still figuring myself out and this is why music is so good because the part of you that's creative is a very young place. It's mm -hmm. your wonder child. And people who feel like they have to grow up past that, it, it, it jams you up. You have to keep that part of, that lane on your highway always has to stay open because it's a very trusting, open, childlike place. 
where you allow inspiration to come in and, and guide you. But it sounds like you've always accepted the adult responsibilities that go with the career. And that's yeah. an issue I have with creative people, not just musicians, but creatives in general. They think that it gives you license to not grow up. So mm -hmm. I understand staying young and nurturing your muse. But at the same time, you there's get, a when, part of you that has to grow up. Absolutely. Yeah, when when somebody needs a piece of music by noon tomorrow, you got to deliver on oh, that yeah. because they're not it. routing their their map around your yeah. schedule. If you can't do that stuff, then don't get in that game. If you just want to write, and then when you're finished and you're satisfied with your finished product, submit it, then do that. But if you jump into this part of the game, you will get calls that will be, "We need something by tomorrow morning." Absolutely. And instead yep. of you going. <gasps> Don't yeah. add, don't put Taxi yourself in there. Taxi listings, whatever that quick. You know, don't put yourself in there. Yeah. It's like, be honest with yourself and follow the logical path for yourself. If the business end is jamming you up with the creative stuff, get a friend. You know, you have Who, who's it, yeah. so many people can do that organizational stuff so easily. Uh, like people say, oh, I don't like to do marketing. Oh, the whole marketing thing. I hate social media. Well, find someone else then, because if you don't have that part of it. In your in your backpack, yeah. <laughs> you know, don't, don't people, stick your thumb out. People don't want to line up and do it for free for you. Right. Um, is the problem? It's no. you're the person who's driven to go for that career, yeah. and nobody will do it better than you. But you're right. Excuse me, I mentioned that on stage the other day. Musicians hate to sell. Creative mm. people, not just musicians, but creative people generally hate to sell. Even though I find selling and marketing, especially, yeah. very, a very creative process. I love it. But they think that, you know, if you're selling something that you're bad, you're evil. And no, it's like, if it's you really, it's if just, you're yeah. good at what you do, you're turning people on to something special. Uh, this side has to be treated like a business. It really does. And, uh, you know, Brooke Ferry was talking about that on her panel. Yeah. And then uh, I was meeting with her and, and, and she said, I really appreciate how you treat this like a business. You yeah. really treat this like a mm -hmm. business. And it helped me to take... I, I, my artist hat off of that because some of the yeah. artists are like both worlds. Like I'd like to be an artist, but I want to license music too. How I do you guys divvy the workload then between the two of you? Because uh, again, your family, you know, yeah. and, and I, if I worked with my mom, I don't think we would have made it through an entire week together without some. Yeah. When we really work well together, we were talking to Rob about this. The process usually goes like this. I'm, we get a request from whoever it is. And as I'm building the track, she's writing lyrics and I start finishing maybe a blueprint to the track. I turn my chair around and she starts like essentially rapping me the lyrics without melody. Mm -hmm. So she'll be giving me some rhythm. And as she's doing that, I'm humming or singing along with what she's singing and the melody starts to take shape. I consider those to be our best divvied up collaborations. There's also times where she's just got lyrics she comes in with, or I had a track that morning and, and, and we do it like that, but that's really how it goes. But we really, bounce ideas off each other we keep check of each other and you know that hook is really just you just let yeah. that go but just to answer your question really well, quick yeah, how, how we got we from want, politics uh, got she was getting too deep into that and was saying things like i don't need music or writing songs because i bring my love for my passion to whatever i'm doing and i said well that's fine but this is what also <laughs> what you do best so why don't you just bring that passion to what you do best instead of trying to half Right. I love music, but I also just love being a light in the world. So I beg for the first time, really, because she can attest to that. I never asked for help with my business. She always helped me with everything, life and money and all that stuff. But but I never asked for help with my business. So. That's what I was going for, was the business side yeah. of things uh, um, is one 
one of you more businessy than the other, or do you guys divvy everything up kind of on a 50-50? Some days you're the business guy, some days she's the business lady. Well, he um, handles. I handle a lot of the libraries data, and the, and stuff. and and stuff like that. I and but I, she is uh, just. I'm the schmoozer. Yeah, yeah. I'm, the, I'm totally. the like I do the proposals. I do the a lot of the initiating of contact. I've been, I've been part of the jingle company. I didn't have salespeople. I had to sell every jingle I ever sold right. and make that and talk people into giving me money they didn't think they could afford to spend. So, you know, I don't, I'm, I'm con I don't go out with something I'm not confident about, and I'm very confident about what we do. Yeah. And he just slowly coerced me back yeah, in. Yeah, back in. We started getting together every how Wednesday long this, just to write songs. How long have you been back together? Two years? Two years. Okay. Two years. Taxi so, was Taxi our, brought us back taxi together. Taxi seemed like the right <laughs> thing to, to bring both of our gifts in, in a place where they could mix well. Because there was a focal and, point. You had, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Right. There was like a funnel yeah. looking at something. And, and, yeah. yeah, we were talking to, to yeah. Rob today about we started off by just setting aside Wednesdays. We'll get together every to Wednesday write. and let's do what we do best. We'll write songs. And then when we got to, to Taxi very shortly after that, we went from all right. So, what do you want to do today? What do you want? What do you want to? What should we do? To what should we do first? Mm -hmm. We have this post, but this guy's looking for this kind of song. This library really this is an artist post. Focused. Oh yeah. boy, oh boy. Really kept us you know, focused. So we were able to. It became more of a discipline than just an exercise. You know, like right. let's let's just get together and write and see what happens. Every day is finals day, it's, and you've got to cram for the. Yeah, there's yeah. something to be said for deadlines and targets. Oh, oh, I, I love that. Yeah. I'm saying and that to everyone at the rally. The deadlines quick. help so much because yeah. it's it's a little bit of a rush. It's it's it keeps you focused, or else you know yeah, you, you go back you to high don't. school and you're like, I got a project due Monday. I'll do it Sunday at eight o'clock. Right. You know that's what happens if you got a dead yeah. if you got a deadline tomorrow morning then. Yeah, and we're in the yeah. studio, you know, we're, we forget, it's just like, we're, there's no roles. Right. Uh, I mean, they, they come in at That's other places, they'll go, oh, Mark is happy, and he'll go, mom, you know, but it doesn't happen in the studio. In the studio, we're, he'll yeah. say to me, you compromise that whole last line. I was going to suggest you can do better th than that. There should be, a, or I'll a, say you threw away that hook. A show about you guys, but, um, a TV show about you guys, but, uh, as we learned, uh, at the rally the other day, uh, oh gosh. Mason Cooper's working on the show with, um, who was the guy that played George Costanza? Oh, Jason Alexander yeah. Jason with the Al family band. Yeah, I yeah, mean, it's basically, uh, you know, the more modern, more slightly perverted version of the Partridge <laughs> that family. That looks funny, didn't it? <laughs> yeah, that's funny. I, I, I won't say it. No, there was a member, I saw a member of the Partridge family all grown up driving a Porsche convertible about a month after I moved to L.A., um, I won't say if it's a woman or a man, but that person was picking its nose <laughs> with the top down on the Porsche convertible. Like I can see it in the rear view mirror of my cars. Uh, never mind. <laughs> That's funny. You know, this is why you watch Taxi That's TV, because right. you learn the important stuff here. Like, don't pick your nose with the top down. That's right. I mean, seriously, you got to hide that stuff. Uh, all right, let me get caught up with yeah, my notes. Yeah. Um, so before... You joined before the reunification, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you guys started focusing on meeting deadlines and targets and stuff. You were working in the studio, yep. mostly working on other people's stuff Correct. as an engineer and Absolute producer. Producer, engineer, writer for other artists, uh, up and coming artists, getting them to the level they need to be at so that they can get their product where it needs to be. Um, and had you become dissatisfied with that? No. With well, uh, why, why I ran, did you Michael, do it? I ran out of hours in the day, and there's only so many hours in the day. And what I saw was once I fill that up, there's no more growth. Um, I would need, I started thinking about other engineers, hiring my brother. And what happened was people want to work with me. 
so I really didn't see any growth. And I said this in the interview when you interviewed me. It's one of my favorite things to say about Taxi. I asked the universe, there has to be something else. And Taxi answered the phone that day. Because the listing came in right as I was asking, there has to. What am I going to do? I had another son coming. Gee, I wish I had a sound effect for like a halo sound. You know, like, right, exactly. <laughs> we'll take the thing off the window and just right, like the light comes up. Now the sun's down. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Right. But I, I said there has to be something else. I don't know what else I'm going to do. I can't. I, I can't find any more hours in the day to grow this. To the, and and then I knew that I wouldn't be able to ever leave where I lived. Because then, yeah, where am I going to, I have 200 plus clients, they're going to all take planes and buses or trains, or what, do I just got to move five minutes down the road. So I started asking for freedom, for light, and, and also, you know, when she started coming back into the picture, I, wa I wanted to write songs again, you know, for myself and for us. And But how have you been able to make the transition from having what would obviously be a full-time, mm -hmm. you know, an income from doing that? We and, jumped. And, and congrats to you for doing that, because there are a lot of people that would like to do that for a living and can't pull it off, so good on you for building up that client base and the income stream. But how do you just walk away from I it? I jumped. Jump. I mean, she says bad. something all the time. If you don't jump, you won't know there's going to be something there. To catch Did you have you. money saved up there? No. Wow. No. Because uh, there, there's a lag time, and if you got there's a lot of lag time. Yeah, if you got placements no, on your struggle. first day, it's it still nine struggling. months. Yeah, it's, yeah. It was. It was. Yep. Yeah, it was. It was tough, but I didn't stop doing no, the yeah. studio. My 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 goal was to transition into not having so much foot traffic in the house. Start telling clients, you know, you can record this anywhere. Can you, you can send me the stems. I'll mix them for you. Well, nothing will change. You'll still get this sound that you love. Uh, and I just, I wanted to start getting some of the foot traffic out. So I didn't just say, all right, I'm not going to do the studio anymore. When there weren't clients, I was writing for Taxi. And then there were days like Wednesday where I wouldn't take clients. I just, it started one day a week. I just won't take clients that day. And uh, we're going like to write for taxi. The dentist golf yeah. day on Friday, and, right? And as the success, and I want to call it success, the success at that point was just forwards. Um, but right. but that, those forwards were like, num, 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 num. It was like, okay, yeah, forwards. Oh, num, so num, 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 num. Do I have so a sound effect? <laughs> Let's see. Uh, cookies. cookies. <laughs> Close enough. Yeah. So, I mean, it was we were gobbling it up. So it was like, okay, this is working. We really come from a place where it, we probably would have known right away if it wasn't going to work. And I just would have yeah. went, you know what? Ah, but we've made the commitment for the year. Like I'm surprised go you did in. know right away, though, because so many people don't find out. You know, I always say the first year taxi is the learning year. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Second year Absolutely. is kind of like the breaking the ice year. The third right. year is where you say, okay, I made fifteen hundred dollars this year. You know, mm -hmm. and and that's the sign mm -hmm. right there. When kind of like when you break the five hundred thousand, two thousand dollar mark, if you can accomplish that and keep up the same work ethic and maybe even amplify it. Oh yeah. yeah. You know, nothing's yeah. going to stop you at that point because no. you've figured out the formula. Taxi is a one-size-fits-all garment, I feel. <laughs> like it's it's whatever you bring to the table musically, there is going to be a place for you to develop that, learn about it. There's going to be a mentor for you. There are going to be people on the forum that can help you uh, grow whatever it is you're, you're trying to develop. Uh, if you're in music and you want to write, and you're good. I mean, you yeah. know, you be, yeah, good, be good, but but be good and get better. And mm -hmm. if you're better, get closer to best. It's it's wherever you are, whatever level, there's someone to Absolutely. help you here. And the thing that's amazing, having come from the artist side, the first part of my life. Uh, People don't help you. No. It's this. It's, right. Why is he sitting right. in the middle? I I should be. You know, it's it's you're always. And and if someone looks like getting closer than you are, 
you know, you better Knock watch your down. back. Knock you know. Down. Uh, so this is the the wonderfulness of taxi. It's People not just don't one size this. fits all. They it's don't a believe it. Bathroom. Believe it. You go to that I taxi rally, and everyone there is more. It's seemingly. I mean, maybe not, but they're almost more interested in seeing you do well. Why is that? I don't you know. know. People because always I come up know. to me at the rally and go, "Look at what you built," know. and I yeah. always say. Dude, I built the foundation. I'll, I'll cop to that. I built the barn and then flung the doors open. But everything <laughs> after that point was all of you guys. And I, I've got to give credit to people like Matt Hurd and John Mose and Chuck Henry. Yeah. All those early successes with Taxi, um, they really fostered the, this generosity thing, you know. And at yeah. some point, I recognized it and saw it and would stand on the stage and talk about it to maybe pour a little water on the plant and grow it. But mm -hmm. um, you can't make that happen. No. You can't. It, it, it either does or it doesn't. It's based on the people. But, you know, yes, there are, there were people, I've noticed. There, not everybody there was that way. There was a very, very small percentage of But people. they stick out like sore thumbs at that but, rally. But everybody <laughs> they have, like, something floating yeah, over their heads. It's, it's a, so called a dunce cap. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> everybody else is so lit up yeah. from a really authentic, genuine love place that the people who are kind of trying to... Weasel. You know, work it. Yeah. You can smell them at 50 right. paces, yeah. like Bette Midler used to say. <laughs> you know? Yeah. You, you, you can tell, and you're like, ew, I don't think that's the energy I want to be around right, right. now. When everybody's so... There's too many people that are and, awesome and to really spend time so with people don't, that don't you know, Nobody ever has to concern themselves about that, because when you have a room full of light, yeah. you know, you just stay out of dark. Turn around and just talk to the next person <laughs> in line. You'll be fine. Yeah. I, uh, you're not uh, kidding every, about that registration line. Uh, I'm not. You know, the first night we get, like, 800-ish people in the registration line. I, I got an email today from somebody that was standing next to somebody. Uh, or no, I saw a post on forum. Yes, somebody was standing next Rob, to somebody. Oh, Robbie. Um, I know that story. Uh, staying next to somebody and it turned out to be a library. Yeah, he writes for ads. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Just yeah. be, you know, in, in, that's an isolated instance. I mean, it, it happens. I can't say that I can guarantee that it'll happen, but. It does happen, yeah, yeah. and oh, more actually, often it's the best five-hour line you'll ever yes. stand in in your life. We came extra early on an extra yep. early flight. We, yep. we got in at nine thirty just to hang at the line until yeah. oh, yeah. five. Oh yeah. <laughs> uh, I was. I love the fact that Roland brought so much gear to lay out in that room to play with. You were cool. the first guy, man. As soon as I said, "Come on," you're like, "Right to the keyboard, I'm hitting the pads." Yeah, totally. Yeah, amazing. Okay, so. 300 pieces signed in a year. What percentage are instrumentals? What percentage are songs? It's. I would say it's probably about a 60-40. In, in favor of songs. It's starting to lean a little more towards songs, but the, the, the reason is is because when I do instrumentals, I'm doing more of them than songs, so that sort of attributes to the more instrumentals. But I, we really do focus more on songs, and, and, and there's a certain publisher, I'm not sure if I can mention his name or not, that, no, don't. that, I, have, that I have asked... <laughs> that I have asked uh, personally like oh do you want me to write you some cues he goes don't yeah you write songs just you know give me the songs that and the instrumentals is fine do what you do best and not that i don't do you know cues and i do for for a bunch of libraries but the publishers come to us to get those contemporary songs out and the lucky thing about that is they come equipped with their own instrumental so mm -hmm. it's it's not like i'm, I'm yeah but i did let i did the past couple months getting ready for the rally and, and getting out a bunch of requests i did let some of the cues fall by the wayside and i apologized to a couple of the guys that i know and they you know they weren't like you know jerk they were like dude i understand not to your face. i know i know yeah right they may have said it someone else but i i did i just want to make sure that they knew you know I'm not just going to not, you know, I'm not forgetting about you. I had to get a bunch of requests out, and now I'll go home now and uh, 
especially because I have no voice, I'll start cranking out those cues for those guys. I, I really think a balance is me. a smart way to yeah. go because if you, you can know, do it, yeah. Um, there aren't nearly as many slots for songs, but when you do land them, they pay way better because they often come mostly uh, come with a, a sync Same, fee yeah. that's going to be you know a thousand, fifteen hundred, two grand, thirty five hundred. Yep. Sometimes you get a rare one that's five or six thousand bucks. Feature film thing could mm -hmm. be five to ten k, but those are going to happen even for somebody who's really good a few times a year. So it's a nice income, and the back end eventually will kind of double it, but. The, what I love to affectionately call the stupid little instrumental mm -hmm. cues are the are kind of the bread and butter. They're they're almost like the box spring under the mattress. The mattress is what makes you feel good. Yeah, right. The box spring is very well said. Very well said. It's holding you up. It, yeah. It's there when you mm -hmm. need it. And like you said, you can place twenty cues still waiting for a song to, yeah, to get I mean, through. Look I, at look at Vanderbow and, oh, and yeah. Chuck Henry oh, yeah. and Such Steve Baird. Uh, I mean, these guys have thousands of them out there and non-exclusive. Almost almost. You know, to the track, they're non-exclusive, and they make six-figure income. That just, SOB, Matt, man, he put up a post right after mine. I put up my 300 songs. He goes, yeah, I signed 500 cues this year. I'm like, Argh. He did? Yeah. yeah. It's 500 cues this year, and he's trying to do more. That guy's a Vanderbilt. beast, man. Okay, here comes the picture, guys. <laughs> yeah, there he is. That guy um, is a beast. And, uh, his yeah. Adorable daughter, Espen. And I made a lifelong friend in him, for sure. We we really hit it off really well. We get along well. We make each other laugh. And, such a good guy. Uh, inspire yeah. each other musically. And we I was telling Rob, he, he's one of the only, not, not only, but one of the only guys I work with that sort of does music close to me. I like working with collaborators that do stuff I can't do because then we, we all spread the, the, mm -hmm. the wealth. But Vanderbo does urban and hip-hop. Still different than what I do, but we just inspire each other so much and make each other better. So that's, that's a lot of fun. What are your genres? Uh, what's your sweet spot? Urban, R&B, hip-hop, pop, uh, Weekend, Bruno Mars, and Justin how about you, Sherry? What do you bring as far as uh, I'm, any genres that I'm he's not? Liquid. I am the content, <laughs> well, yeah, and I work with she can do singer-songwriter stuff. She sends lyrics to other taxi members, and 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 yeah. she, you know, she the, her her versatility is that. And I was saying this to her even there. I said that the the reason why I wanted I love sending her lyrics out to other taxi members to work on is because I box her in that urban box and she can really get in that but it's almost unfair to say everything she writes has to be in my style and I have to translate it into an urban style so that's why it's so well, great that there's other taxi happening. members like Robbie yeah. Hancock and Stephen Giles and uh, Adriana, Adriana. With, yeah with Adriana. because which I'm, by the way yeah. I, I owe her an apology she called I told her to call before uh, today's show and she did and the first time I picked up went hello hello I got nothing she's probably on a cell phone in a canyon or something we apologized <laughs> to her too because we were supposed to we're hang supposed out to, with her and it just we wanted her. to get here just and make everything. sure we weren't late and then she oh. called again probably 20 minutes before we went live and I was scrambling to get yeah. the questions so I'm sorry. We saw what happened to Matt when he came, and we were not going to let that happen. What oh, when he got stuck on the yeah, You never know. About that. You never know. So we Luckily, Rob line, knew, yeah. knew that, and he said, no, something could happen. Let's get you guys oh, yeah. there now. Well, what's happening is uh, there's a you know, a lot. Everybody wants to work with Marcus, you know, because we yeah. heard that hip-hop might be good to do, you know. So Which everybody's is. excited about hip-hop. I, mean, I don't I'm know if you were in the room on that panel when I asked the, the yeah. people on the yeah, panel. Yeah, it's still. It's funny. But I find it odd. I've got to be honest with you that a white Jewish woman from a generation that didn't grow up with hip-hop is writing well, hip-hop lyrics. Let me, because let me tell, not, not just necessarily lyrics, but dude, uh, we got a request. It was actually a taxi listing, and uh, it, it panned out really well, and it was yeah. a West Coast... 
Dr. Dre, Tupac style rap. pews. And I actually got out of the way for that because I don't, I'm, you know, East Coast guy. <laughs> and I really like... don't yeah. do West Coast music all that often. Not that I yeah. haven't heard it, but I don't sit down and make Dr. Dre beats. I got out of the way and let her hit the keyboard. I produced it and everything, but I let her, and <laughs> she was it. pounding on her chest as she was playing these Dr. Dre chords. And I was, she's playing the Moog synth. And I'm like. This is incredible. Is your artist named Matzo Ball Mama? <laughs> no, I did a lot of uh, you know production work with the Jingle She just company, knows what she's doing, man. And I I love music. Yeah, I mean, I don't. I don't I'm not like she has hip hop cues signed. Signed hip hop cues. To libraries you work with. Okay, so, so that's she's, she's I mean, decent. Yeah. she knows. Just goes to show that anything that. You want to learn, you can learn yeah. if you yeah. want it badly enough. That's what I mean. You have to yeah. keep that part open. And open, because that's not, you're right, it's not how she started. But you know what? When Tupac was doing his thing, she was all, we were, I'm in the car with her as a kid. I wasn't very old. I'm maybe <laughs> your 12, like, 11, Tupac, Tupac. 12, 11, and she's listening to stuff like that because yeah. she's lyrical. Yeah. So I'd pick, I'd pick him up from school, you know, he and his friends would get in the car, I'd drive everybody home, and they'd go, oh, look, that was so cool, you might put... Tupac on for us for when we got in the I car. The other like, yeah, no, yeah, she put it on for she us. That was it. With that on, no, Yeah, and at that point you're like this. You're like, it's, yeah, you think it's like, cool, oh, but no, oh, it's not. Oh, Why is it so loud? Did the other kids And she's go got on? hydraulics on her car, you know, <laughs> long shots <laughs> on her VW oh, yeah. with, with uh, Ricky Tikki stickers. Remember Ricky Tikki stickies? Yes. That's I could just see it now. The VW bus, the Ricky Tikki stickies go boom, boom, boom. How long does it take you to do an average instrumental cue? Instrumental cue. Uh, <laughs> I actually get upset with myself if it takes me longer than an hour and a half to get past an instrumental cue. It means really? I'm overthinking from, from soup to nuts. It yeah. means I'm overthinking it. And Chuck Henry, wow. Chuck Henry was talking about it when you were interviewing him. He said, "Don't overthink it. Don't take an hour auditioning kick drums because you right. know what? You could just start making another cue and uh, and and use templates. If you got a if you got if you did an instrumental cue that works, save that template in your DAW. Start it over again. Don't make it hard for yourself. Yeah. Don't audition sounds all day." Right. Uh, these guys who are asking oh, for the cues have never nuts. asked you to make it more complicated. If, if, if anything, they always ask yeah, me to, to dumb it down a bit. Yeah. Um, no, give, not give dumb it down, make it more simple. Right, right. You know yeah. What I mean? yeah, right. Yeah. Make a lighter version because yeah. it's yeah. it's not supposed to stand out. And yeah. I, it is a little bit harder for me. I don't try to overcomplicate, but I am used to producing tracks for artists, and they have to stand out. Yeah. These don't, so it was a bit of a curve because my first bunch of cues were way too busy. There was melody all through them, and it was supposed to drive like artist beats. Yeah. I stopped doing that, and even this year, I told her, I, I looked right at her, and I said, everyone, every one of these guys is saying the same thing. Every one of these experts is saying the same thing, even with the songs. Don't overcomplicate I feel like it. You don't need more of, parts coming in here and swells and this yeah. and that. I mean, I no, no editor. Uh, says not, I enough, want more. not enough people were in the room for this uh, session yesterday, but um, I had a video editor who's just incredible as an editor and a teacher. Her name was Laurel Ost Ostrander. Um, it might have been the single best presentation in the history of the road, mm. really. Um, people told me that they felt that way. And she said, yeah, you know, she's not looking for it. She wouldn't even think in terms of, wow, that's a great composer. She would think in terms of that solved my problem. Right. It, fit, yeah. it fit right in. the They have a need, and we have to fill that need. It has to be easy. Yeah. yeah and, 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 and That's your job is making it easy exactly. for them. And they yeah. said that. They said yeah, that. They but, said make it easier for us. Make it so we don't have to do anything. And that's what our job is. Absolutely. But then people think, oh, you know, that's so inartistic, unartistic, whatever the proper uh, 
you know, way to say that is, but then that's not for you because you have to be able to do a bunch and, yeah, and get I, that stuff out of the I've way. I've asked our most prolific members, do you feel like you're doing something that's, you know, like throwaway you're or not that artistic? There, yeah. and, and their answer is no, that it's just a different form of creativity. Yeah. It's not less creative. It's right. what's working now. You have to be willing to to set aside what you're feeling to what's working now. What do they want? Versus, what do you feel like would you know? What, what? Because I can just put parts everywhere. Right. You know, I can say, "Ooh, she's if a producer we put and a, artist. Right. She knows I'm what needs to from go places." 90s, you know, lush kind of, you know, David Foster and you know, Jay Graydon kind of things. You know, I'm used to working with pockets and filling in just the right swell of strings or so you got to take you know, off that woodwind section and, or something like that, and you have to say, "No, no, no, that's not working right now. That's going to date it." That's why when he said I come yeah. in and I rap melodies to him, it's because what might start off in my mind when it comes, if I play it my way, it's going to sound like a Barry Manilow ballad. If I give it to him in without melody, just the the, the, the melodic structure of it, mm -hmm. he makes it into a John Legend song. So it, it it's a matter of working with, I know what I do best, I get out of the way with certain melodies unless I'm really hearing something that I know is contemporary. I'm still training that. Robin Frederick's been mm. tremendously and the, and the making contemporary classes, I make sure she's Take in every one of Take advantage of what's available. If you find that stuff's getting returned and people say, well, it's really pretty, but it's kind of dated, well... Believe that. There's classes, right? There's classes on there, that. There's classes on that. There are... Her book, yes, oh, it's yeah. going to be a show for that book. We were lucky enough to, to win go. one of those on this very show, and boy, are we lucky it's about that. It's my new encyclopedia. Were, yeah. Oh, man. Robin Frederick wrote this book. It's the only book um, about writing songs for film and TV that's out there on the market. And she did a session Saturday at the Road Ride from 11 oh, to 12 um, about universal lyrics. She's so unbelievably insightful, so well prepared. And I'm still so bad on that, Michael. I really am. Really? Because I still get, universal. I write off inspiration. Yeah. I really do. I don't, I have, and that's this year. That's why I think get more universal. I know we the stuff's getting signed and that. placed, yeah. and, and I don't usually hear from publishers this needs to be more universal. Cause, but I know I still write off a vision in my head. And if I'm writing off a vision in my head, that's it's a scene. A story. Yeah. yeah. That's it's a scene. Right. Which competes and, with and the scene. And that's not good. Script. That's yeah. not good. So so learning from Robin and tips like that when you're already writing anyway, to just have those things or like what Jay Walker was saying. There's certain things that if it hits you in the head while you're about to write it, you go, oh, maybe I shouldn't do that. I just was taught this yeah. isn't the right way to do this. Maybe I can get that line out of just there and put always write down. Universal. Don't write down what happened. Write, write down how it made you feel. Yeah, exactly. man, that is exactly right. And Jillian right. Moon was, was great in her class as well with that because lyrics are different now. Lyrics mm -hmm. are different. Vocals are different. Listen to music. Don't yeah. just write what comes to you There's naturally. There's so much I can do that. Write what right. comes to I you naturally. You know, <laughs> that, like someone said yesterday, I can't remember who was it? Oh, Jai. It was it was it was Jai Joseph said yeah. don't start thinking overthinking it when the muse is there with you. When the muse shows yeah. up, just write the song. Yeah. And then when the song is written, go in with your little toolbox. Right. That you learn say, from okay, Robin what, what, and Jay and... I I have my tools to fix this and make it exactly how it needs to be to perfectly fit what's right. going on now for that particular request. That's when you go, oh, look at that. I did rhyme maybe and baby in the last three songs I did. Maybe I can do a little better than that. <laughs> but going back to the cues, like when you did the cue immersion, there's, when you write music and you can write instrumental music, there's a show for every genre of music. Yeah. There's shows that... Well, so within reason. Well, yeah, yeah I yeah. know. Yeah. But there's no, I mean, yeah. there's nothing where you go, well, I... 
There's really no excuse. There's no excuse. So you you do what you do best. Or or do like Matt and Mark Himley where you started off in one thing and realized, I don't know, like that Mark Himley, man, he started doing Future Bass. The first Future Bass track he ever made got signed to a publisher that you know and love. So it's like, hey, I do this really well, but nobody cares. They want that. I can do that and learn it and do it and do it well and, and, and use the influences of what you learn. Throw guitar in there if you play guitar and make it different than other people are doing and you'll get it on a show. But people are afraid to go with the simple, with uh, Occam's razor, you know, the, the right answer is often the simplest one. K-I-S-S, keep it simple, stupid. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm telling you, for those of you who are just starting out with instrumental cues, if you play guitar, mm-hmm. just lay down one acoustic guitar doing a 1-4-5 progression, mm-hmm. pick any tempo, mm-hmm. and then lay down like a dobro thing on mm-hmm. top of it, yeah. and just do that and... Do it for 90 seconds and do one mood, then do 90 seconds of another mood, then 90 seconds, and keep the you know the same mic, the same EQ, That's the right. same compressor. And do it the same day. Yeah. Knock and, them and out. Play, play that riff and then stop, start a new one, play another one. Even if one. you throw, don't get precious about any of them. Throw them all away because every day you're going to get better and better and better. Pretty soon you're going to have rock solid acoustic yeah. guitar tunes or cues. Then you can add bass and drums to it, or you could add a cajon to it and a shaker. Yeah, I do get it. I get it because Ethan, what I explained to you about Ethan, yeah. because you do have to get that artist brain off for that particular you know line of work, and and it shouldn't be that hard because most most people have other jobs. So it's like you always got to take that artist hat yeah. off. So take the artist hat off, do some cues. Don't start thinking about how creative you can be. And now, like you said, now I got to switch moods and I got to come up with a progression no one's ever done before. Right. Um, no, not don't. now. <laughs> you don't. Not that moment. Yeah. And I think that if 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 it could really, I, I hopefully try to make it clear for the people that that are artists and still want to pitch as artists to be signed to a label and also do cues or licensing. Yeah. Take that one hat off when you're doing it. Take that hat off. Take the artist hat off when you're writing for film and TV because you won't feel that personal attachment. You won't feel that criticism. You'll be okay letting it go. You'll be like, oh, how do you deal with exclusive libraries? I write another one after that. I, I don't know. I know. People I go get to the next hung up song. on that kind of but stuff. But if, Michael, you had an album of stuff that you've been working on and someone asked for a song like that, it, I could see you being like, but... Yeah, but well then that keep that there. Keep that. How about the new ones? For did those you guys? see the guy go a little crazy on me on our forum when I used the phrase on one of the shows? I believe maybe at the road rally. I said, "Paint houses by day oh, and, so and paint portraits by night," because they both require paint. They both require yeah, brushes. So they good. both require mm-hmm. strokes, but in a different discipline. A different way, yeah. And this guy was so offended. I think he was like a legit orchestral composer. It's like no, you know. You're making uh, light of orchestral composition. It's much more complex than that. That's okay. Do it at night. Yeah. Do the simple stuff yeah. by day and put the food on the table so you can That's do right. the artistic yeah, stuff. Right. Isn't, isn't it nice that you that in the meantime, while you're working on stuff like that, you get to do more music? You know? yeah. Speaking of music, um, got a couple things you can play? Sure, absolutely. Yeah, yeah sure. So, was that an SSL? Was that? No. Uh, oh, uh, you know what that cons- was? That was a Lavo. Uh, a Lavo console, <laughs> really cool Lavo cool. that yeah. I used to I used to work on at a play a three letter TV station that I used to work on. So I still have that picture. I don't work there anymore, but uh, very fun console to work on. Okay, let's see here. Um, this is a new one. Uh, speaking of Shirelli, by the way, Shirelli called me about two weeks ago. He worked at a studio I can't remember the name of, but I think it used to be a private studio, and then some guy bought it and made it public. And he sent me pictures. It's a huge live room. They must have like. 30 uh, guitars for rent or that you can use 
a, a range of amplifiers that blow your mind. Keyboards, I mean, every it is literally a sandbox of every microphone and toy you can think of. And he called me up, he said, okay, here's the deal. The owner of the place said we could have it on a dead weekend. I wanna you know, go down there with you, because he knows I'd, I'd live to get back in the studio, but I love cutting full bands live. I mean, mm. I'll cut them to multi-track, actually, I'm brave enough to cut them to two-track, but I would do it to multi-track. So we're going to do that. We're going to do a little boys weekend That's in the studio great. where I just get to, That's exciting. you know, t I love that feeling of watching the band members all look at each other going like, we've got it. We've totally got this. And sitting yeah. in the control room, it's like being... Well, you must miss it too, because you're, I, I, you're such, you're a music guy. I don't miss punching in syllables. Right. <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. In those just, days, yeah. yeah. Just being there Cutting and building, tape. you know, building. I mean, I I'm from the razor thing. blade yeah. days, you know, yeah. with the white pencil behind you, you know. Do you know, I actually learned a trick from Tommy Dell, one of the greatest producers that ever lived, and he taught me you don't need to use a grease pencil. He would go like that, touch his nose, and then just put a little mark on the black backing of the tape from, from nose grease and then just cut it. <laughs> First time, he, he he taught me how to edit. He said to me, one of Excuse me, ew. Yeah. <laughs> he, he taught me how to make... Uh, he said, I can show you how to take a good song and make it a great song. It was actually on uh, a project that Eric Clapton was producing... Uh, co-producing with Tom Dowd for two guys named Tom and Don that were beach bums hanging out behind Eric's house in the Bahamas and everybody went to lunch and Tommy Dowd said I'm going to show you how to edit uh, and there was a drum turn coming out of the bridge going into the last chorus it was like a four count boom into the last chorus and he said I want you to take that from there and move it up to the front of the song let's start the song with that and I'm like you know back and forth and he said cut the damn tape and I'm like dribbling I'm like the guy in the movie Airplane just sweating down me. I've got one of the you know like top three producers in the world standing behind me and I'm just yeah seriously I was so afraid to make him a surgery look like an idiot like 10 minutes later he goes just cut the damn tape so he said you can always put it back together I went oh he goes yes the law of reciprocity reciprocity whatever comes up there you know anyway thank you thank you Tom okay what are you gonna play all right uh I'll play a song uh called I choose love a little bit of a Jamiroquai kind of vibe. Is this something you guys did together or something you did on your own? Um, that's funny. This song I actually did, I really wasn't feeling very well. And uh, this just came to me. It was right after the election and everyone was complaining. And I just, just choose love. Just be happy. Stop complaining so much.
Somebody also mentioned, oh, what's the five-year plan? Somebody mentioned the five-year plan. Do it uh, in three. That's my five-year plan. Yeah. <laughs> the five-year five plan is join taxi. We guarantee you'll be a millionaire in five years. That's it. I'm so kidding. And they pay. Michael signs true. the check. That's right. Uh, five-year plan is just something, a phrase that I think Matt Hurt and uh, Dave Walton, maybe John they came Chuck. up with uh, Chuck Henry. The, yeah. It's just something that morphed out of all of them. That, Don't quit before that. Right, you got to be in for five years and giving it real effort for yeah, five yeah, years, and, and then you'll start to see some momentum. But you can't. Don't expect to join taxi and in you know thirty Strike days yeah. yeah thirty days you're going to get a bunch of stuff forwarded and then in ninety days it's going to land on TV and then in one hundred and twenty days you're going to make your first ten thousand dollars it's no. not going to work out it that is way. laid out and you you mentioned it just a little earlier it's that first year is figuring learning. it out yeah it's the learning the second year is working really hard the third year the money starts rolling in and then after that you just kick ass you know that's why i want to do it in three because we're starting <laughs> to see some returns this year in, in but you've in worked money. way harder than the average person thank you i like I to mean. say i like yeah, to say we, we cheat because we were doing music full-time before that anyway so it's not like we let like matt where we had to like balance you know being uh, right. a teacher we were already doing music we well i was i brought her back in but we, it, yeah. it wasn't like we had to give up something that was so important to us to do this we just had to right. make a little couple tweaks, take the artist hat off, take the take the big time. I want to have a Grammy producer hat off and just move to do this right. This all in thing. I know that you know rights admit for yeah. It can't just be five years of all just all in submitting. is yeah. so important. Or or if you don't want to, you know, it's not like you have to. You can send in something when you have a chance. You know, there are a lot of people who will submit like five things a year because that's what right. they write. We don't expect anyone, you know, to to be able to bang it. Right. We're very disciplined, like, like Marcus said, we've both been and obsessed. And Rob yes, Shirelli said it's a healthy obsession. It's, it's you like you're, ha you're not but, crazy, but you're almost crazy. But it's a, a great point, Sherry, in that, you know what, um, if somebody makes five submissions a year, it's going to take them five times longer right. in all probability than somebody who's making 25 submissions a year. So the output yeah. and, and how prolific you are yeah. does affect the timeline. It's not just the passage of time. No, it's where right. we do you with just like five years yeah. go by you submitting just, and reading yeah. returns. Yeah. You no. can't just expect this like something yeah. that well, takes I'll, over. Well, I'll do what the screeners say and then I'll be fine. Delivers, you know, your dream. But I met a lot of people at the rally that say, well, how do I know? You know, you don't get to resubmit something if they send it back. And, you know, how do I know if it's ready to submit? I said, well, do you ever go on the forums? They go to the forums? And I'm like, how do you not know about the forums? I don't know where we would be 
Absolutely. I'd have no collaborators. Which is, First of all, I would have never met some of my best friends. Forums.taxi.com. Not forums. Stay on forums it. Don't just stay. You can hit, put up hit a new post every five minutes. You can put up the piece of music before you submit it and yeah. ask for peer-to-peer -peer feedback. Oh, but and somebody might steal my yeah. precious composition. Yeah, yeah right. Nobody's right. Yeah. Wasn't it funny? I don't know. That's uh, not how we roll. <laughs> good luck with that one. I mean, people worry about stuff that... Yeah, like, Ed, I, Sheeran, Ed Sheeran's cruising the forum looking uh, for songs to steal. It, I, never, it wouldn't happen because you're, you're not making any money and they're, the, they're not going to steal from you. But these are, are the dumb misconceptions. And I'm sorry for calling well, anybody well, it's just dumb. Uninformed. Uninformed, uninformed misconceptions because, from yeah. people who are new in the industry. Yeah, it's like everybody's understand. waiting to pounce on my piece of work because it's genius. Mm -hmm. Chances are, honestly, it's not genius. It may be someday you could be at that level. Yeah. But I've been in the business for 43 years. And I mean, why is it that only... People like the Beatles get sued for copyright infringement. It's yeah. the deep pockets that people That's go right. after. There are very few That's cases right. of copyright infringement that have ever actually held up because it just doesn't happen right. all that often. Yeah. Certainly not by intent. I think no. more often by accident. Yeah, because you heard like, it and yeah, you're like, it came up with a little bit of a similarity, but... That's going to happen. That, that part's going to happen. Like, someone could easily hear what I just did and make something just like it. But that's what I do, too. What were some you know, of your earliest... Mis I want to hear from each of you on yeah. this. Sherry, what was your first misconception when you joined Taxi and at some point you went, oh, mm. oh, I had that all wrong. Now I can eat that. I know it's like a surprise question. Not that oh, I had you okay. all that prep no, well, questions, but... Was it, it was... Uh, it was kind of humbling, the, the first slew of returns, um, because I've been successful, Yeah, that was, and I had to really sit, and I thought, oh, I guess I'm perfect for that. We may yeah. have come in a little cocky. And, we may have and, come in a little cocky. Well, come, yeah. you know, I'm a little used bit. to, I'm used to being good uh, at what I do, and um, I don't do it unless I feel like I'm, I can bring something, yeah. you know, capable to it. So I think for me it was it was like okay I I need to kind of really start listening, just because I have something that's good doesn't yeah. mean it's going to work. Right. What made you trust busy? us enough to to make that leap? Cause that's a leap, you know. It's like these people are essentially strangers. A to twenty me. year track record. Yeah, and you could feel it. You could yeah. feel it. And we knew going in, you know, before we. And not to BS, but years right. and years and years ago, I had a friend way before I joined that was having luck with you and had some some reality stuff placed in the early days of reality tv and really urged me even sponsored mm. to to get me on there wow. i just didn't take it seriously yeah, it i was tight. building the studio <laughs> it wasn't the right time and that's when you asked me before i said you know one of those i wish was i wish i would have joined earlier like you know 99 i wish i would have been one of those guys but i was that wasn't the time for it it happened at the right time um, to answer your question of, of, of what was the you know right. maybe the mistake I made is that the forwards would be instantaneous like if it went through that was it client got it it was cool Ooh, I didn't let's yeah. talk about that oh yeah I, I that, that, that was a good one too oh, it was an instant really kind of thing I forward good I'll get a call tomorrow and I'll have it on the show um, and then I'll do I'm more I'm so glad you brought yeah. that up because yeah. I had a lot of people you, you probably noticed that after <laughs> I finish one panel and we're resetting the stage for the next panel people inevitably come up to the lip of the stage go Michael do you have a minute just have one question so I got forwarded about two weeks ago on something when will I yeah. hear yeah, I haven't heard mm -hmm. anything yet right yeah. Yeah. I'm worried do they steal it yeah and they're sitting I can I totally get it they're sitting at home and they've got this mental image right there in the front of their brain and they're going they can see that person getting their music and going 
this is the most genius thing I've ever heard. I'm going to call this person and I'm going to change his or her life mm -hmm. and write them a check for a thousand dollars. Exactly what the sink fee thought. So yeah, I thought a thousand dollar taxi listing with a forward was going to get me a thousand dollars. So I was like, this is cakewalk. I got a hundred something forwards. I'm going to be a millionaire tomorrow. Um, so you know, maybe not that serious, but we did sort of, and not not because anyone told us that. It was just a uh, right. I I you know I told her I was like you know a couple placements right away pays for our taxi membership. This is going to yeah. be cake all we need is a couple you know a couple hundred and fifty dollars because when i had luck i placed a couple things years ago it was 150 bucks for an instrumental cue and i did like two or three and ended up on like oxygen or something and i was like okay i remember that that worked so i'll submit to these and they say you know 200 300 i'm good taxi memberships paid off and now i don't have to worry about it fine people try to equivocate you know the price of the <laughs> membership with the income yeah and eventually if you just hang in yeah. long enough it, it will the price of the membership is the rally and that's but that's it'll is, manifest yeah. itself like a thousand times over if you give it time you just oh, can't yeah. look for that return in the no, first year or that, two. that was a little did bit you were you guys i think it was during the q immersion thing right uh, at the end i read off the here if you do this for 30 years, if you start <laughs> at th 35 years old, yeah. Yeah. and I think you write off the first two years as learning year, yep. maybe the second year you make Any a few hundred. She used to say that. Right. Any business yeah. you're going, and luckily the we don't. The overhead is non-existent. Yeah. Really, it's non-existent. We didn't have to build a million-dollar studio to start taxi. But at the end of 30 years yeah. of doing this. And the numbers were put together by a certified financial planner whose name I won't mention because they have all these rules about what they can promise and right. say. Yeah, right. I'm talking about this for entertainment purposes only. <laughs> yeah. um, but at the, if you do it right and just stick with the program, that at the end of 30 years of doing it and you're 65 years old, you would have $2.2 million. Most people will it never sounds retire. Good. Yeah, no, but most people won't. Musicians don't want to hear they have to retire at 65. Well, they whatever, to, you know, because that's, but that's the deal. If somebody, yeah. if you started at a, a, a major company and you were in the mail room yeah. and the day that you started, they said, just stay here for 30 years and yep. you'll be a millionaire. Yeah. You'd that would still there. be cool. Yeah. You know, even if they said you don't even have to move up, just work in the mail room for 30 years. You'll and be the best, better part about, or the best part about this is you get to do what you love that's, instead that's, of being that's in the exactly mail room for 30 years. Exactly. Yeah. Go write some more songs and it'll be super duper fun. Um, yeah. Let's see if we got some questions in there. Guys, if you've got any questions, I've got a few left, but I we've think we've been, covered a lot of ground. We've been ignoring you. I, I. Because you guys, that's well, I know sure. that's okay. They're making their own combos, and I'm not on there to be joking around, so right. I don't know what's gonna happen. <laughs> Martin Frog says Michael is so busy, as was all the Good staff. Workers. They work very hard to make it great for us. Are you Question. using Big Fish Audio's new horn library? I am not, only because Big Fish worries me because of their license agreement. There's a lot of non-commercial. You can use our stuff, but not for commercial purposes. I'm not sure of that I'm horns sorry. library. But uh, unless you're talking about vintage horns too, Paulie, are you talking about vintage horns too? Because uh, I did get that. Uh, but I'm not, I don't use their loop stuff. I don't use their loop stuff at all because it scares me. I'm not did you hear um, Jeffrey Steinberg's Warp Four uh, horns or woodwinds? Mm -hmm. Oh, on your tech, I did. Yeah, oh, on he your was tech also and the road road. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it was, yeah, that yeah, was yeah. intense. Yeah. That guy is so. Deeply committed to perfection in samples mm -hmm. that it's just. I do have that, Paulie. Well, I do have vintage horns too. Yeah, the dirty horns what on that are just it? insane. I could I could make Amy Winehouse stuff with that all day. Yeah, uh, do you want to play another song, Michael? Yeah, yeah go for it. All right, it. this one, uh, her lyrics, my track, a very very collaborative song, and uh, Robin Frederick 
critiqued it and uh, you know gave us glowing reviews on the lyrics and it, it's uh, doing well. For What's it. it called? It's called Where Do I Go. Okay. Joe's on there. Hi, honey. Hi, dogs.
funny was that a, a, after the uh, the guys got up there and essentially eulogized me at the beginning of the rally, and I walked out with this thing. About thirty percent of the people in the audience totally got it. The rest of like all the visitors are looking at like, why is that idiot holding this thing up to his face? <laughs> Frankly, I was so stunned by the whole opening of the room. First yeah, of all, so I surprised. Know. Well, I was so great. I was so shocked, great. but also I'm looking at my watch going, crap. You're screwing me up. Yeah, this totally me up. You can't screw me up as soon as we start. You're screwing right. me. The whole rally's uh, off. All I could think of was the whole thing's going to be pushed back 12 minutes. Yeah, we dying. embarrassed him. Really. <laughs> well, those of you who weren't there, we really made him feel all warm and fuzzy and loved eh. and appreciated. And all I kept thinking in my head was, was well deserved. Um, um, thank you. I'm running out of time. Don't cry. I'm running out of time. Oh, Don't no. cry. It's really hard to no, hear that stuff. When watching, you, watching you get emotional over that orchestral piece was oh. really wonderful because you can I see how much it. you still feel. Oh. Yeah. Still feel. And that was yeah. just absolute. And when you went, you should be scoring for movies. He goes, I don't want to. I want to make cues. It's like, oh, okay, you're that good. Well, fine. I was the nicest guy in the world, too. Oh, he lives like 10 minutes from here. That was great. Yeah, it was um, I think someone asked real quick, it went by, about duets. Um, if I'm working with a collaborator that I, that doesn't live near me, absolutely it's remote. No, they don't come in. But if they're anywhere nearby, they come in and record, absolutely. Uh, most most of the stuff with collaborators has been remote, especially through taxi. But if they're in the Philadelphia, New York, New Jersey area, then they'll come to the studio. Uh, I think Paulie said, what did they do for Michael to be in the road rally? Every single person in, in the audience, there were like a thousand people at that point, came up and gave me a little background. Yeah. Is there a award here? We can show it. <laughs> it is. It's right award. behind you, actually. Here. Come on. This was a beautiful, beautiful moment. Oh, such a moment. And Michael was very moved. He was very surprised. It's gorgeous. And it says, oh, it's got thumbprints all over it, Taxi's Member Choice Award presented to Michael Lasco, 2017, in recognition of changing so many lives around the world. It was beautiful. Yeah. It was beautiful. Absolutely. What they, yeah. And any of us would have said, any of us would have said the same thing about, about this man, for sure. Yeah. No doubt about it. It's my job. I mean, I do you it do because it well, I love it. You do it well. You know, we do, we uh, do our jobs, you do your job, and that's, that's where it's I at. I feel honored to... I mean, how many people are lucky enough that they get to put food on the table for their family and make other people's lives better? It's, That's right. It's pretty awesome, well, i got to say. Thank you. Oh, I, I can't change. wait to talk We're to you. We're taxi like, cheerleaders. A year oh, yeah. or two from now... You know, that's when the money's going to start really rolling in. The you money's guys, a byproduct. The I, love, I, I, we don't need that to 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 authenticate what's happening. Yeah. No, but I want you to be able to sustain this as your way of life for the rest of your life, and you got to put food on. You got to. So I can always go back to valet parking if <laughs> right. it all doesn't that's work true. out. Since that was the last job I had before music at sixteen, I'll figure that out. Oh my gosh. I'll go back. That's. I'm not I gave myself no choice. I know nothing else. <laughs> I know I nothing else. So I'd be, I'd be at McDonald's, man. Yeah. I, I would have nothing else to do if I didn't so do it. <laughs> so funny. I mean, but think of all the calories you burned off. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, you guys, who, who said you love the song. I, yeah, I we really, really appreciate, appreciate that. that. Thank you so much. Thanks a lot. Really. You're, you're a very um, textural writer. You know, uh, it, it's like the, the ladder, the mm -hmm. harmony mm -hmm. stack ladder. Um, just everything that I've heard today and stuff that you've submitted, a lot of textures in there. Not a lot of complexity. You're, you've learned that lesson, you, you know. Thank but you. but yes. yeah, it's the, sure. the the textures bring a mood. Thank you. And create an atmosphere. And you don't have to do it by being busy. By being over busy. Yeah. Yep. Um, 
I'm good, so I think I've asked every question. We're Wonderful. almost at the end okay, anyway, cool. but do you guys have another question too? We've got like three minutes left uh, before the network goes to commercial. I'm going to play one more song while you guys are asking. All this right. is me and my boy Matt Vanderbo. Shout out Matt <laughs> Vanderbo. Yo, and, uh, MVB. Yeah, my boy for life, and this is one of our newer ones. Intoxicated, just let me drink you in. No point in waiting. The publisher doesn't send me an instrumental, they send us a request. I don't have training, I didn't take classes, no. I just listen to awesome singers and I just keep trying until I'm better. Master bus effects. Not so loud, sorry, I want to talk over the um, Master Bus Effects. I really love the glue by Cytomix. Uh, uh, the glue, I think that's the glue. I love Ozone, Isotope, anything by Isotope. Please go out and get Isotope Ozone 8. You should Thank do you, a Polly. thing. Yes. I was going to say that. You should see if you can do a thing with sponsor Polly, with Isotope. Yeah. Because if all your members had Isotope, they'd, Ozone also the 8, they'd have great masters. Because they just came out with a great automatic master button. Oh. Uh, Ozone 8, if you could work that out for them to be at the rally next year, sponsor something that everyone, every member should have Ozone uh, for sure to master. It's so easy now. Show me the colors, the lines. Let me discover the dreams yeah, that you That's it, Paul. Yep. Yeah, her lyrics, uh, my hope, my vocals, Matt Vanderbilt on the track, and the mixing, Matt Vanderbilt. Still available, but not very long. Philly, Philly. Thank you, Michael, for having us. I love this man. This man is like an uncle, like a, an inspiration to me. Uncle Mike, I can't call you my dad. That'd be weird. But Uncle Mike, I love this man. This man changed, changed my life, changed our lives. Follow what he says. Listen word for word. And you, you'll, you'll be all right. All in. Yeah, all in. Do it all up. Get to the rally. Get on the forums. Yes, reggaeton, a little bit of reggaeton influence, correct. Pop reggaeton, Afro pop, very big now. A lot of publishers asking for this stuff. Ollie, the album is called Only Imagine. Just imagine. With that, we're signing off because I'm going to go home and have guys. a nice we're dinner and go to bed. To Are you flying tonight on a red yeah. Ooh. yeah. Thank you, guys. We love Thank you, guys. Michael. Thank you for being Love you guys family. so much. God bless you all. Mark Hindley, Matt Vanderbilt, Pauly, Jan, Peter, oh, Jimmy, Pauly. Amanda. You guys are awesome. We love Amanda, you. We killed you. our bottle of Scavis pickle or however you pronounce Dude. it. So uh, we drank yours too. Next time, do that for a celebratory <laughs> drink before it starts.
How funny was that? That was really funny. Ron, Ron Harris got blasted. <laughs> I don't <laughs> drink. Well, then why'd you drink it? This is all your fault, Michael. Frank, what's up, Frank? Thanks for everything this weekend, Frank. You're awesome. We love you, man. Yeah, you guys are the best. Yeah. All right, we'll be back next week, but I have no idea what I'm doing for the show next week. But we'll be. I will be better rested. Taxi! And we will Taxi! See you. Woo! Woo!